Thank you for downloading the following message from the Pickerington Church of Christ. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you as you walk with the Lord. For more information or to find additional resources, locate us on the web at pickeringtonchurch.org. Enjoy the message. These things, those great beasts which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet, and the ten horns that were on its head, and the other form which a horn which came up before which three fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Then he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings, He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever, Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. This is the end of the account. Folks, turn with me to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. And see our great God, the God Most High, give an invitation to his dear loved one, John, and invite him into the heavens to see something that only Paul and Ezekiel and a few select others have been able to see, which we have record of in our scriptures. And with him, we will go, because he is told to write this down for the seven churches. And we will end up taking this book of Revelation and collecting it with all of the Holy Scriptures to be given to the saints for every generation, even to this very day, even to this very church, to understand that our God is the God Most High. He reigns over all the kingdoms of earth, and there is none other. He is the holy, the unique, the one and only true God. The saints have a decision to make. Domitian assumes deity. He demands that the entire empire bow down to him. All he asks for is recognition. He is not asking that all people forsake every other god or every other religion 
to bow down to him. He just wants acknowledgement as a God. But the saints know, do we not, that there is only one true God. And our one true God needs witnesses in this world. Not witnesses who cower to save their own lives. But witnesses who will stand and truthfully declare, but there is only one. And the peoples of all nations, tribes and tongues, they'll all look on to see what the saints are going to decide. Some coward. But many as many as 40,000 history records, who knows how many more perhaps than that. Many met their earthly fate by saying, I know only one and the Lord Jesus Christ, his son, whom I serve. And they met all kinds of ugly deaths. The pain was short. And today, as we sit here and we hear this traumatizing news about the decisions that they made, they're reigning with the God Most High this very day. They're perhaps the great cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us in the book of Hebrews that are cheering us to leave sin and to live for God. And who are we? The Hebrew writer said to the, to the Christians of that day, you haven't even resisted the bloodshed yet. But there would be many who did. How strong can you and I be? Well, let's take courage from this. After these things, John said in Revelation 4, 1, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Do you remember Daniel 7? And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Wow, we just got invited to the throne room. But John is taken up in the Spirit. He's told to write down the things that will happen after this. Things that we know must shortly come to pass, right? 
chapter 1 and chapter 22 as a reminder at the end, these things must shortly come to pass. I want you to write, but we're going to start in the throne room. I want you to see the one true God who reigns in contrast to all of the other self-proclaimed and human-created gods and religions. There is one God. There is one religion. One. All else are false. All else are powerless. We get to see Him sitting on the throne, the Ancient of Days. And the throne was set in heaven. You remember in Daniel 7, thrones were set. This throne here is set in heaven. It is not going to move for nobody. It's set in heaven. And we're invited through the ears and the eyes of John to see what he sees. Now he's going to start revealing someone uh, who is going to execute the judgments on Rome, which we read about in Daniel chapter 7. And you can also read about in Daniel 11 and 12. But first, look at the creatures that worship him around the throne. The invitation is made. A throne is set. And one sat on the throne in all his glory. can only be described as the most beautiful of gemstones and diamonds and glistening things that capture our imagination and, and awe and an emerald colored rainbow imagine that we've seen rainbows after a storm but imagine it just be all tinted green shades of beauty which perhaps signify the covenant that he has with his people and the green signifying perhaps the peace of the covenant my covenant of peace be with you perhaps is the idea here it's the Father. Make no mistake about it. He's the true ruler of the world. John didn't see a form, but one who sat and appeared in this way. He's compassed about with worshipful creatures. Others in the scripture describe this scene. David, in Psalm 47, as God reigns over the nation, God sits on his holy throne, he wrote by inspiration. In Psalm 93, your throne is established from of old, you are from of everlasting. Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings, Isaiah saw. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Jeremiah in the Lamentations wrote, You, O Lord, remain forever, your throne from generation to generation. And the Hebrew writer says to us Christians, weak, wretched, and in great need of salvation and of cleansing and of wisdom, and of honor. The Hebrew writer writes in chapter 4, verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, the saints of the seven churches are surely 
in a time of need. And here they are, as if with John, standing before the throne. Decision weighing into balances. The 24 elders could perhaps signify the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles. It could signify the 24 sons of Aaron who served the priestly duties under the uh, uh, priesthood. Uh, the seven spirits are introduced as seven burning lamps before the throne. Perhaps the seven spirits are the all-seeing eyes of the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit himself, or perhaps in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, the seven spirits are those spoken of here. Quote, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And I'm partly quoting this to talk about the seven spirits and also partly quoting it because in chapter 5 we're going to see the rod of Jesse. But Isaiah says here, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. That would be through David's lineage. He's talking about a branch shall grow out of its roots. The Christ, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. There are seven spirits there that will be resting upon the branch whom we come to know as Jesus Christ. Perhaps that's what the reference is. The four living creatures, they're the cherubim and seraphim of old. They're the strange creatures which capture our imagination. But they are the defenders of God's justice. They're God's war makers. We see them first in the garden after Adam and Eve sin and they're cast from the garden. And they're standing with flaming swords guarding the way back in that you shall not enter back into it here in this condition you are in. You shall not enter into the way of life. That's when we first see them, but they're also woven into the material of the veil of the temple. Which temple, or which veil, hung between the people and the presence of God, guarding the way to the most holy place. And we also see these cherubim mounted on the sides of the Ark of the Covenant and peering down into the book of the law. As if to say, bring justice, O Lord, for sin. Bring justice. And if it weren't for the mercy seat that sat between the cherubim on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, where the high priest could go in once a year and beg for mercy for himself first and also for all the people, the cherubim would make war against sinners. But God in His mercy calls them off. God in His mercy is seen as one who's reaching out now to these seven churches and he's showing them his awe and he is going to call them to repentance and he's going to call them to faithfulness. God alone is worthy of worship and as awesome as these creatures are and they are in awe of God, not Caesar, they continually say, holy, holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. He is God and there is no other. He is worthy alone of our worship. We'll start out with Sopranos. Holy, holy, holy.
and altos. Holy, holy, holy. And I saw, chapter 5, verse 1, in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. Hold on a second. Daniel talks about this, this time where God's going to do something about the persecution that's taking place upon his people. 
Ezekiel speaks of it. Zechariah speaks of it. Isaiah speaks of it. Here it is in the scroll to be revealed. It's sealed with seven seals and no one's found that can open it? You're kidding. John said, I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. John sees a scroll in the right hand of God that's sealed with seven seals. And in it are the terrors that lie ahead for the ungodly. It also contains the fearful reality of the saints who are going to need to endure for a time, times, and half a time, as Daniel said. John is highly anticipating the contents which are revealed in the following chapters. But first, he finds that there's no one worthy to open the scroll. But then he sees not the root of David, not the lion of the tribe of Judah. When he turns, he sees a lamb as if it had been slain standing. Whatever that looks like cutthroat blood all down the front of it. It looks like a dead lamb, but it's alive. And it's standing. And the lamb came. Remember Daniel 7? I saw one like the Son of Man come to the Ancient of Days to the throne, and to him was given glory and dominion and power. Here he is in the form of the lamb for us. What we need to see is the resurrected Christ conquering. 
not just a genealogy that says, yeah, I think that's him, not just a lion of the tribe of Judah, but one who willingly was slain like a lamb for us to take away our sins and was now alive and standing at the right hand of God. That's what they needed to see, and that's what you and I need to see. I need to know that my sins are in safe, uh, the hands of a God that has safely cast them into the depths of the sea and is in complete power and is willing to save me and help me to prevail and overcome all of the demands that are made in this life. Notice and remember in the letters to the seven churches, not just of an evil emperor that demands worship, but of the deceit of Satan appealing to us through the allurements of our culture to deny Christ by our actions and serve him in pleasure, just as deadly. He has seven horns, perfect in power, as we sang just now, perfect in power, in wisdom, with eyes all around to see the lambs worthy of worship. We have saints about to be slain, but a Savior who faced the very same powers of Rome and overcame them, but through his death. And he's calling the saints to do it in the same way. Not, I did this for you, so I'm going to come down and swoop down and save you from being hurt, but you're going to have to follow me disciples wherever I go and in this case you're gonna to have to follow me through death into this life into this kingdom but church friends look at the power of the Word of God who has foretold this many many years in advance and here it is recorded and kept for us people tried to burn this book and do away with it over the years and profane it and pervert it and here we stand and we can read God said, my word will never pass away. Jesus said that, and here it is before us so that we can endure persecution and then we can endure all that this world is throwing at us. The creatures and the elders were so overjoyed that he was worthy to take the scroll and reveal what God was about to do that they broke out in a new song. It thrills my soul to hear the songs of praise. The mortal sing below, and though it takes the parting of the ways, yet I must onward go. I hope to hear through how the numbered days the song earth cannot know. They sing and have the new song of Moses and the Lamb. I want to hold to hear the angels singing to bid me welcome to mansions bright and fair. I want oh, to hear the glad harps ringing with voices blending rich and rare. I want 
want to see the master bringing a precious life crown that I may own and I want to hear I want to hear I want to hear to hear it swell and ring the sweetest song that earth can ever boast was sung when Christ was born yet he who walked the Galilean coast sometimes was sad forlorn he left the earth to send the Holy Ghost to guide us till that morn. They sing and have a new song of Moses and the Lamb. I want to hold to hear the angels singing to bid me welcome to mansions bright and fair. Oh, to hear the glad harps ringing with voices blending rich and rare. I want to, oh, to see the Master bringing a precious life crown that I may own and where I want to hear. I want to hear it swell and ring. Wow. Don't you want to go? The heavenly hosts worship the Lamb. Tens of thousands of angels and every creature in heaven and on earth, join them in worship. This is to give us a picture that we too will join with the thousands and thousands, 10,000 times 10,000, and an increasing number of thousands. Church, Christ is going to need to reach every tribe and nation and tongue that is language that's spoken on the earth with this message and he sent us out to say one thing to the world about him and that is that this lamb is worthy of our worship let's sing Worthy of praises, Christ our Redeemer. Worthy of glory, honor, and power. Worthy of all our soul's adoration. Worthy art thou, worthy art thou. Worthy of riches, blessings, and honor. Worthy of wisdom, glory, and power. 
Worthy of earth and heaven's thanksgiving, worthy art thou, oh, worthy art thou. Lord, may we come before thee with singing, filled with thy spirit, wisdom, and power. May we ascribe thee glory and honor, worthy art thou. Worthy art thou, worthy of riches, blessings, and honor, worthy of wisdom, glory, and power, worthy of earth and heaven's thanksgiving, worthy art thou, worthy art thou. If we bring this message to people and we live it, and we show the love of Jesus Christ that he has shown us, and he said, you love each other like I've loved you. And when you do that, and when you're one, he said in John 17, the world will know that you're my disciples. We've, show, we've got to show the love, and we've got to give the glory with our lips so that people know who it is that is holy, holy, holy. Till the ground with your good works. Cultivate the soil, the hard soil that's in people's hearts. There are people wanting to hear this message, that they're singing in heaven, and that we are to sing on earth. God reigns, not Rome. His will be done, not Caesar's. Christ is king. There is no other. Jesus is worthy to be the executor of the kingdom as its king because he gave his own blood for it. The lamb knows those who are covered by his blood and overcome the threats of Caesar and the allurements of the wicked culture and as the scripture says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Church, let us strive to go home, but let us take as many with us as we possibly can. Those of you who were in the missions class this morning saw that God is glorified when we bear much fruit. When we bear much fruit. And the number one thing that he wants us to do is make disciples. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of this. It's real. If it weren't so, I wouldn't be here. He's convinced me. I think he's convinced you. But we've got to work together to stay strong and to live in such a way that the world may repent and worship this one true God. Let's sing one more song. It'll be our invitation song called The Home of the Soul. And I want to call you home if you are not a Christian, not a baptized believer who has repented and turned their lives over to Jesus Christ as Lord and King. I want to invite you to this so that you can go home where the soul belongs. Let's stand and sing together. I heard an old 
old, old story, how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life.